0: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Michael Nisa has just put right down on 46, so the Hurricanes still 4 for 82, right 47. Wade is 6, that's after 15 overs, so it's not a big tally game being played in Launceston, so uh, conditions may be a little different and the pitch may be a little tougher than uh, most that are played on more regularly around the country. Great to have you, Calpity, wherever you're listening to Dwayne's World, one 736 736 is the open line number if you'd like to join us. We'll sneak a call or two in before we head off air. But Stephanie Miles has been good enough to join me in the bunker again at the Australian Open. Thanks to the great people at Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar, a pinnacle of engineering Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Welcome to you, Steph. Great to have you back.
1: Thanks. It feels like it's been a month already, and yet we're still here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And there's a bit of action in front of you at the moment. I suppose the earlier action was not a surprise to many who have been of the belief that Magda Lynette could do some big things here, and she's done some big things.
1: Well, I don't know who those people are exactly but i have to think that most people would have been pretty shocked by that result and part of that i mean beyond the disparity in ranking and accomplishment is the fact that plushkova's game is tailor-made for the conditions this year she hits a hard flat ball you know it's the most effective ball on these courts with these you know fluffy tennis balls and she just did not show up the way she needed to today. That was more of a shocker, I think, Mm. than Lynette playing well. Because she's a good player.
0: But Sabalenka's playing okay at the moment in front of you?
1: Uh, Exactly. I mean, Vekic, it's a little bit similar to a Lynette situation. And she's she's playing quite well. But Sabalenka is, uh, well, she was my pre-tournament pick anyways. And nothing that I've seen so far would dissuade me from making a late change in that prediction.
0: Uh, Robakina, Azarenka tomorrow probably a, a later afternoon game, I'd presume. But uh, Azarenka's resurrection has been great.
1: It's it's a great thing, you know, because when back when she was when she was winning her two Australian titles a decade ago she was uh, i mean you know mostly she was she was known for the screeching grunt she was a little bit cranky it was sort of hard to sort of get behind her uh, you know as a fan uh but with a decade and a little bit of life wearing her down a little wisdom a little more maturity and of course you know people sort of rooting for the underdogs or the champions as they get a little bit older i think the combination of all of those things makes her a rather sympathetic character and the fact that she's still out there having made a whole bunch of money and you know having on having a child and, and having a pretty good life off the court that she's still out there so hungry to still try to win matches well I guess it tells you how she got to where she got in the first place you know what I mean that doesn't yeah. just go away and it's actually great to see her I mean I feel as though her opponents don't necessarily take advantage of the weaknesses she has in terms of movement and I don't know if that's their coaches not picking up on it or what the deal is but I feel as though uh Rebecca is on a is on a track to. To, to win this, I wouldn't have picked her to start with, but she's really playing some great tennis. And as has had some late-night matches and some, some drama. It could be the end of the road for her, but you know what? Never count a champion out.
0: So, speaking of champions, Novak Djokovic uh, tonight. Fourth seed v. fifth seed, so in terms of the seedings, it doesn't look like there's going to be that much between he and Andre Rublev, but uh, we know that there often is a lot between Djokovic and the rest.
1: Well, exactly right. I mean, the thing about Djokovic is that, is that, and this is from memory, so don't quote me, but if he wins right. this tournament, he'll be back at number one. And look, he left 8,000 ranking points on the table last year with the tournaments that he was unable to travel to play from Australia, Indian Wells, Miami, uh, you know, uh, US Open, Canada, Cincinnati. These are a lot of big events that he could not play. So he is the number one. And obviously, he's, he's playing like it. Uh, the one tiny wild card is the hamstring and people talk a lot about it and they're like oh well look at the way he ran against De there's obviously nothing wrong with him well of course there's something Wrong with him, and and he's got the best people around him to treat and recover, and sort of try to get it better. And he's gulping all these anti-inflammatories, which, as we know, you know, Djokovic greatly respects the purity of what he puts into his body. So so he doesn't like doing that. But he's one false move away from something, and as long as that doesn't happen, he's by far the class of the field. That's just really the, the only suspense involved in wondering whether he's going to be holding up the trophy on Sunday.
0: I don't think there'd be too many upset if Stefano Sissipas won the trophy either. He seems to have gathered a bit of momentum and a, a big fan base. There's a lot of Greeks in Australia and in Melbourne in general. But it seems as if he's the kind of guy that a lot of Australians are warm to anyway, regardless of where he's from.
1: You know, well certainly he has a big fan base here and that's always been true and the mat- the the crowds that have been out for his doubles matches too with his brother Petros it's been off the charts. It's been rock star territory for him. And last night he just he sort of started his his campaign to make sure that if he does get to the final <laughs> against Djokovic that he's really gonna work on getting the crowd support, you know majoritarily onto his side talking about how, you know, this is like a second home, and how at home he feels here, and how he would donate all his prize money to build a school in Victoria, because I guess someone told him Victoria was the <laughs> education state. Uh-huh. So then he's like, okay, I'm going to run with that a little bit. And it was funny, I wanted to look over to the box <laughs> and see what his father, a thought of, of his son saying, well, yeah, I'm just going to donate two million bucks to you guys, Yeah, you know, <laughs> without probably right off the top of his head. So, so I'll tell you what, if if it does end up being at Tsitsipas Djokovic final I think it could be really bonkers because Tsitsipas is a good enough player to win a Grand Slam he hasn't he's sort of flinched at the end and you know he's been in a tough era but he's playing very composed very championship like tennis so far so that would be a great outcome on the men's side what do you think?
0: Oh well I agree I think the tournament almost needs a big pop at the end I think it would be Great to have that. That must-watch, you know, four or five setter with full of drama and it's not played after midnight and finishing at four in the morning. So, no, I'm all for that happening. But in the meantime, there's a couple of Americans that are going to front up later on this afternoon that believe they can be a chance to maybe be the big story out of this, even though they're both unseated.
1: Well, they can believe it if they want to, and and certainly it's, it's, it's a little bit unfortunate that the American guys have had such a great tournament here because not only does a lot of it take place in the middle of the night back at home, but... But the uh, the network that carries the Australian Open back in the U.S. is tending to put most of the stuff online, and it's mm. you know it's a little bit hard to find. So that's really too bad. But what's great for the American tennis, and you know in my opinion, they need you know em- tennis needs to have America, the U.S. back as a market because it's a huge market, you know with a lot of sway. And so they've got a whole bunch of guys within three four years of each other, uh, and two of them are Ben Shelton, who's come up out of nowhere for those who aren't necessarily Familiar with him, but has huge game and not just stereotypical American servant forehand game. You know what I mean? He's got an all-around game. He likes to come to the net. He serves bombs. He's a strong, big, muscular kid. And right now, he's just full of energy and excitement because this is the first time he's ever even been on a plane outside the U.S., which is crazy, but yeah. you know, but true. And so, and Tommy Paul is a little bit of a late bloomer. He's in the same generation as uh, Riley Opelka and. Um, You know, and a few, and Taylor Fritz, and guys of that nature. And he had a few things to straighten out, and had to get a little bit serious about things. But you know, not only is he a good player, but he's fast as lightning. And when you're fast as lightning, and you can catch up to a lot of power shots, you can make your opponent make errors. So, you know, all of which to say, I don't really care who wins, but but Mm. I really hope that it's just a really good tennis match, and that it opens some eyes back at home.
0: So, what has been the biggest story to come from the Open so far? Do you think?
1: Well. It's been a really crazy, strange one, hasn't it? Mm, you know, yeah. I, I think probably... Probably it's a combination of a lot of sort of smaller stories. I mean, yeah. earlier on, obviously, it was Andy Murray. Uh, and, and, you know, that still probably makes your top five even now. The second thing is just all of the upsets, especially on the women's side, where this tournament is just wide open to be to be won. And so many players just don't seem to want to grab those opportunities, you know. So so on the women's side, the tournament's a bit attritional. But, uh, but certainly, you know... Every 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 Grand Slam has a whole bunch of stories, and Djokovic, his hamstring, his return, the way he's playing—all of those things probably are the the top story that you know that, that bests all others, mostly because it's going to it's the longest lasting one. It's going to last the whole two weeks.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's sort of the mm-hmm. finite end to it right mm-hmm. now is that he might end up getting that Grand Slam to add to his tally, and we can't help even those that don't like him admit that he might be the greatest player that's ever played. By the time he starts racking them up in the next couple of years with a couple of guys falling by the wayside like Rafael Nadal. Hey, Steph, great to have you on. Always good to be able to pick your brain and have a a lengthy chat. Thanks for jumping down in the dugout for us, and thanks for being part of our coverage over a couple of weeks of tennis.
1: Hey, thanks. My pleasure. I mean, meanwhile, Roger Federer is at Paris Fashion Week. You know what I mean? This is is where we are with men's (laughs) tennis these days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But uh, that's the big stage they're on, and he's going to keep making a lot of money even if he doesn't pick a racket up for a while. Yep. Steph Miles joining us from the bunker at the Australian Open. Thanks to the Kia all-electric EV6 GT supercar, a pinnacle of engineering Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. And if you are in the market for a new Kia, make sure you drop down and see the team at Werribee Kia or your local Kia dealership. But if you head down to Werribee, if you're in the vicinity, David, Janan, Aid, Jim, the whole team at Werribee Kia, they would love to see you. Back to wrap it all up straight after the break. By the way, Sabalenka, Not far away from wrapping it all up against Vekic. 6-3 and 5-1 in the second set. She leads even though it does look like Vekic might hold serve and make it 5-2. You with Dwayneswell.